Hello and welcome to the Walk Family Podcast, a show where we discuss parenting and what the Bible says about it. God's Word contains truth, encouragement, and application, which we want to share with you, the mom or dad journeying through the chaos of raising kids. From the newborn to the rebellious teenager, our mission is to provide you with hope and skills that allows you to be the parent God calls you to be. Hello, parents. I am your host, Tony Smith, and today's episode focuses on Proverbs chapter 7, which is titled Warning Against Adultery, Part 3. This section of scripture illustrates the layout of what the adulterous woman does, and that's what the father describes to his son. That's why it's called Warning Against Adultery, Part 3. So before I get into the scripture, I'm going to pose a question that I want you to think about. Solomon, the author of Proverbs, describes in detail how the adulterous woman acts multiple times in multiple chapters right here in the parental Proverbs. So my question is, do you think Solomon knows this from mere observation or experience? If you think about it, he had 700 wives and 300 concubines. Is he teaching his son from his experience or mere observation? You know, it's interesting to think about because as a dad, I often find myself trying to teach my own kids from the mistakes that I've made. Even one of the most often used phrases in my household growing up was my dad saying, don't make the same mistakes I made. I'm guessing you have similar experiences. And I think that's what we should desire for our kids. We want them to be better adults and better parents than we were or that we are. Even though we strive to be good, even though we strive to be godly, moms and dads, we always fall short. With the time that we do have with our kids, my hope is that I'm intentional enough with my daughters to not only show them how much I love and care about them, but to also teach them to trust in the Lord for wisdom and guidance so that they won't fall into sin and the mistakes that I've made. So we are going to dive into Proverbs chapter 7. So here we go. My son, keep my words and store up my commands within you. Keep my commands and you will live. Guard my teachings as the apple of your eye. Bind them on your fingers. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Say to wisdom, you are my sister, and to insight, you are my relative. They will keep you from the adulterous woman, from the wayward woman with her seductive words. At the window of my house, I looked down through the lattice. I saw among the simple. I noticed among the young men a youth who had no sense. He was going down the street near her corner, walking along in the direction of her house. At twilight, as the day was fading, as the dark of night set in. Then out came a woman to meet him, dressed like a prostitute and with crafty intent. She is unruly and defiant. Her feet never stay at home. Now in the street, now in the squares, at every corner she lurks. She took hold of him and kissed him with a brazen face. She said, Today I fulfilled my vows, and I have food from my fellowship offering at home. So I came out to meet you. I looked for you and have found you. 
I have covered my bed with colored linens from Egypt. I have perfumed my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. Come, let's drink deeply of love till morning. Let's enjoy ourselves with love. My husband is not at home. He has gone on a long journey. He took his purse filled with money and will not be home till full moon. With persuasive words, she led him astray. She seduced him with her smooth talk. All at once he followed her like an ox going to the slaughter, like a deer stepping into a noose. Till an arrow pierces his liver, like a bird darting into a snare, little knowing it will cost him his life. Now then, my sons, listen to me. Pay attention to what I say. Do not let your heart turn to her ways or stray into her paths. Many are the victims she has brought down. Her slain are a mighty throng. Her house is a highway to the grave, leading down to the chambers of death. I want you all to look at verse 18, or at least think about it, right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it for you. Verse 18 says, Come, let's drink deeply of love till the morning. Let's enjoy ourselves with love. I have read a lot about this adulterous woman lately. For those of you that are listening, we have talked about this adulterous woman a lot. This is the third full discourse on her so far in Proverbs. But why? Why is this such an important topic for teaching children, teaching our kids? Out of all the instructions the father can give to his son here, he goes into adultery three times in three separate chapters. As the previous episodes on adultery, there are different elements and lessons taught. And chapter 7 yet holds another lesson. Verse 18, in my opinion, is the best verse to encapsulate the lie within the temptation of adultery. This verse allows us to feel both the temptation and the danger. And yes, I want us to focus on that word, feel, because the experience is of an emotion. The temptation comes from the persuasiveness of the woman's words. We learned that back in the episode titled Deliverance from Wickedness. To drink is to quench your thirst, to satisfy your desire. To drink deeply is to be overflowing. And then she says, till morning. This exposes the lie. But what is the adulterous woman actually saying here? Let's, our, let's enjoy ourselves with love. You know, this sounds like a passionate sexual night filled with the satisfaction of all your wildest fantasies. Yet, this also is a lie. She leads the simple guy down the road to destruction, and she knows it. You know, there's a, there's a story that I heard for the first time a few years ago. It's about a man named Malcolm Mugridge. And this story is actually more about the man the simpleton, than the adulteress. However, it does apply here, and it's, fa it's a fascinating story. But um, Malcolm Mugridge was a journalist way back in, like, the 1950s, and apparently he was really, really good. You know, this was way before my time. But anyways, he spent most of his life as an agnostic. You know, he didn't really care if there was a God or not. And he didn't really live his life like there was a God. And he 
he did have a certain moral code. But in his later years, he eventually converted to Christianity. This was about 20, 25 years before he died. But Muggeridge had always been faithful to his wife. But he struggled with the thought of having an affair. And that if the opportunity arose to have one, he claims that he would have taken it just for the experience. Well, it just so happened that that opportunity came up and he was going to take it. One morning, while he was reporting in India, of which he was away from his wife, he was away from his kids, he was by himself. Every morning he went for a swim in the Ganzi River. And this particular morning, he saw a beautiful woman bathing on the other side of that river, just a little upstream. And Mugridge thought that this was his chance. There's a bunch of interpretations and articles about Mugridge's experience. But he, he continues to tell this story. He began to swim across the river to meet this woman. But he describes the river having a strong current. He describes this as swimming hard upstream, but also explained that he was trying to outswim his conscience as though he was swimming to escape the feeling of guilt. Just imagine this for a minute. Like you have made a decision to have this affair and you are having this internal battle. and You're just trying to outrun or outswim your conscience when it's screaming at you saying, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. And yet your body and everything else is just saying, go for it. Well, he decided to swim underwater to beat the current. And when he surfaced, he was only a few yards away from the woman. And describing the incident himself, this is what he writes. He says, when I surfaced, I was shocked and horrified. The beautiful woman was actually a leper. Her nose was eaten away. Sores and white splotches covered her face and body. The ends of her fingers were gone. She looked more animal than human. He continues, What a wretched woman this is, I thought. But at the same time, I was overwhelmed with the devastating truth. What a wretched man I am. Physical leprosy is contagious. It's crippling and it's terminal. But spiritual leprosy is deadly and eternal. The father in Proverbs tries to explain this concept to his son, that falling into temptation with the adulterous woman is spiritual leprosy. It destroys you. At a distance, the affair from the adulterous woman, along with the promises and allures that she makes, are, they're all attractive. But when I'm face to face with the trap, I walk right into the disease of sin. This is what happens when we don't cling to the wisdom of God. We become a spiritual leper. You see, the adulterous woman uses tactics to lead astray men. In this case, the simpleton the guy with no sense, he gets caught in the trap. And we learned earlier that her primary tactic are her words. It's her wayward speech, her smooth talk. It sounds delightful. It sounds too good to be true. Because it is. 
They are all lies and false promises. She is a woman not to be trusted. But her second tactic is what we often focus on when we think of adultery or an adulterous woman, and that's that she promotes what she's selling. You know, unlike a prostitute, she's actually not selling anything. But verse 10 says this, Then out came a woman to meet him, dressed like a prostitute and with crafty intent. There's no doubt, regardless of the kind of clothing she wore, it was a tire that was flaunting her physical beauty so that she could entrap her victim. And the idea of selling and marketing follows similar principles, right? Car salesmen place vehicles in specific spots for people going by to get the best of view. Food organized by aisle and shelving to best attract the buyer. There's an actual strategy to this, and people are naturally drawn to get the attractive. If this wasn't true, then companies wouldn't spend tens of millions of dollars on commercial ads. And I'm not saying marketing is evil. I'm just saying that there are similarities between how companies and how the adulteress promote their product. And as humans, if we don't have a discerning heart, we fall into trouble. If I went to Taco Bell every time I saw one of their commercials, I'd be in big trouble. I'd have no money. I'd have major digestive problems, probably long-term health issues. I'd be overweight, but hey, you know what? It would taste good. We'd probably all agree that the taste is not worth going to Taco Bell after every commercial. And this is in contrast with the woman professing godliness, right? I believe that this is another level of what the father is trying to instruct his son. So let me leave you with this. The father here teaches his son all of the warning signs of the adulteress. Implied, it's to pursue a woman of virtue. A woman portraying godliness is truly attractive. If you have a son, teach and explain the value in a virtuous woman. If you have daughters, raise them to be virtuous and value themselves as God sees them, which is a treasure of infinite value. The godly woman has a completely different attitude, which leads to different types of clothes that she wears and has an overall different attraction. Unlike the adulterous woman who displays lustful enticement, women of pure heart advertise godly merchandise. Let us raise our kids to find and seek out godliness, not the lustful feelings we get from someone who flaunts their body. That's all for today. Items, links, and show notes can be found in the description of wherever you listen to podcasts. We want to say thank you to Pixabay Music and all of you that are listening to our show. We appreciate all of your support. Thanks again. Thank you all so much for tuning in to the Walk Family Podcast at thewalkfm.com, where you can find some great resources, testimonials, and stories of parents all over. We encourage and guide parents of all walks of life to find purpose in parenting by taking footsteps of faith in their walk with Jesus. If you enjoyed the show and want more, feel free to subscribe to automatically receive more content every Tuesday. You can connect with Laura and I at thewalkpodcastministries at gmail.com or on Twitter from the link in the description below.